His mercy endureth forever. And then they didn't sing that earlier. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't it easy to love a guy who loves you? And isn't great to give thanks to an awesome God for his mercy endureth forever. Can we give thanks to God this morning? For just, just for what he has done. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, right now, Lord, I pray that you just use me. I surrender all to you. Lord, for I have nothing to say without you. Uh, but through the power of your Holy Spirit, I surrender. That, Lord, you will speak through me and to me and to us. That, Lord, we'll gain direction and clearly understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, relate to us in your own special way is my prayer. Amen. Trusting under trial or trusting under pressure. Either way. Who are you trusting? If you can turn to, uh, in the Old Testament, the book of Second Chronicles, 20th chapter. And as you turn there, we're going to take a look at one of the many kings of Judah. And we're going to look at Jehoshaphat and see how he, Responded under pressure and under trying times. And I want you to look to see, can I relate to Jehoshaphat? When I have hard obstacles coming against me, what do I do? Who do I turn to? Let's see what Jehoshaphat does. Looking in the Again, Second Chronicles, 20th chapter. I am reading from the New Living Translation. Looking at verse 1, it says, After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Minyanites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazan Tamar. This was another name for Injeti. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. Verse 4, so the people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Looking at verse 12, Jehoshaphat is praying before the people, leading them in prayer, and he closes out his prayer saying, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. 
We do not know what to do, we, but we are looking to you for help. Trusting under trial or trusting under pressure. But either way, who are you trusting? Be prepared is the model for the Boy Scouts. There's a lot of things in life that we are told to be prepared for. If you're going to babysit and be a babysitter, you have to learn CPR. Why? Just in case. You go out fishing on a boat. You take a life jacket. You may have never fallen out your boat before, but you take that life jacket. Why? Just in case. You have a spare tire packed up in your trunk. You may have never looked at it. You may never never check to see, make sure it was still in there, but you are told you have a spare tire and the and the and the and the high tire and change and everything you need to change that tire why just in case you are told to have flashlights and candles and matches and and you may even have a generator at your house for when the power goes out so you will have light just in case you have a fire extinguisher in your place of employment in in various places set so you can see them just in case. A lot of us live in a world with things we have that we take for granted because they're there just in case. You have an airbag in your car just in case. Mess around and be in an accident and they don't work. You'll be upset in that case because we don't check them all the time. We just think they're going to work when we need them most. I'm here to tell you that we live in a life that our life is not a case-by-case basis, that I just need to check on this just in case, but yet we need somebody to check our heart at all times, not just in case. We need somebody to check our minds at all times, not just in case. We need somebody to give us rest at all times, not just in case, and, and I'm glad that there's a God that, that can be there at all times and not just in case. There's some people that call on God just in case. You hear them all the time. They know how to say his name when they get in an accident. They know how to call on his name when they become sick. But when things are going well, who are they calling on? We look in the text and we see Jehoshaphat. And a little history about him, you go back to the 17th chapter and you find out that he was a righteous man and he followed after his father before his father went wayward. And he said that he was also following after the footsteps of King David. We realize that Jehoshaphat also tore down the idols that were in the kingdom of Judah. Jehoshaphat has already made up his mind that I am going to trust God and not these idols. Some of us are having problems in our lives because we have idols all around our house. You have an idol in your car, have an idol in your relationship, an idol in that television show that you have to watch. But you have a lot of things that hinder you from maybe studying your word, maybe spending some more quality time with God or spending some time listening to God or praying to God. There's some things around your house and in your house that block you. But then even that, then after you leave your house, there's things that are blocked. You're thinking about where I'm going to go next, but not how much time I'm going to spend with God. 
But Jehoshaphat made up his mind that I'm going to tear these things down. Then he also sent judges to teach them. And he also made sure that they were teaching the word of God. And it's funny because Jehoshaphat means the Lord judge. That's what his name means. And, and, and in his name process, that's what he did, that he was making sure the people knew God. And, and you see that Jehoshaphat knew that even while times were at peace, I'm not in war, I'm going to lean and trust on God. See, the problem is that when we get in trials and tribulations, we want to turn to God, but we haven't turned to God before then. We want always God to save us, but we don't want it to depend on him. There's some problems we can't avoid when we would just depend on God. There's some issues we would ha- not have to face if we would just trust God. Now, I know God's grace is good. I know his, his grace is sufficient. But sometimes we just want to test his grace instead of just being obedient. I believe Samuel told Saul that obedience is better than sacrifice. Saul could have been dead and gone right there, but God's grace allowed him just to live a little bit longer. I, I, I want you to understand that we have gone down some wrong roads, done some wrong things. We were under pressure and we gave in and we gave in to temptation, but because of God's grace. But also because of God's grace and his love should also drive us, should also push us to trust him more when things are hard. Look at Jehoshaphat in the 20th chapter. It says a vast army is coming against him. The messenger sees this vast army. <laughs> you are the messenger. You see a whole bunch of people coming your way. You're thinking, I have no army. <laughs> I cannot control this. What can I do? Oh, I will go tell who? The king. The king hears this great news that a good, a, a big, great and mighty army is coming against you, and not just against you, but against Judah. The king realizes there's nothing I can do, so he turned to God. Who do you turn to for God? When problems are facing you, who do you first look to for guidance? Do you turn to God as Jehoshaphat did, or maybe be like the message, you go to who you think and control the problem? The messenger knows that the king is in control, so he said, I'll go to the king. The the king should know what to do. The king realized that, hey, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to turn to God. And not even that, look, I need your help. Judah, y'all going to fast. He said he demanded them to fast, to join them in prayer. He said, I need the solicitation, your, your solicitations with me. Aren't you glad that you can turn to people to pray with you in a time of need? Aren't you glad the word of God says the prayer of the righteous availeth much? Aren't you glad the Bible tells you how two is better than one? Aren't you glad the Bible talks about how if one can sit a thousand, what can, two can do ten thousand? Aren't you glad that God is letting us know that when we come together to seek him, there's power in there. God is waiting on you to turn to him. In Isaiah, the 41st chapter, you can see how the prophet is speaking on God's behalf, saying, young men grow weary, horses even faint in battle, but God Never grows weary. And so he concludes saying, they that wait upon the Lord 
shall renew their strength. You see, oftentimes in our lives, we get in, tri- in trial and, tr- and tr- testing and troubling times. And we're facing with a vast army against us. And I want you to realize that the enemy wants us to see that big army coming against us. He wants you to be fearful. And he wants you to be terrified. But in the text, it reminds me here that God tells him, do not be afraid (laughs) nor discouraged. You see here, the enemy wants you to feel defeated and wants you to feel afraid. The enemy wants you to be paralyzed and does not want you to face your problems. But when you turn to God, God will give you the strength. God will give you the power. God will give you the instructions of how you can face your problems. Do you not see that there in the text? Jehoshaphat goes praying to God. Lord, you promised us this land. Matter of fact, God, this is your land and we are your people. And how dare those Edomites going to come against your people? God, they're trying to make you look like a fool. God, they're trying to say you cannot defend us. We know we can't do anything, God, but we're looking to you for help. I, I might have been paraphrased a little bit, but I can, that would be my prayer. God, I am your son. Uh, the enemy is trying to knock me down. Uh, people are calling me outside of my name. Uh, like Deacon Kyle might say, the bank is trying to tell me I can't stay in my house. But God, you gave me this house. Uh, matter of fact, God, you gave me my life. So, so Lord, they're trying to stop me. I don't know what to do, but I'm looking to you for help. Anybody look for God for help today? Anybody here asking God for help today? Lord, I need help in my relationships. Lord, I need help in my finances. Lord, I need help with my children. Lord, I need help taking care of my own stuff. I'm out of my mind. My heart's in trouble. I'm in some messed up places. But Lord, I don't know what to do. But I'm looking to you for help. Is anybody there? Jehoshaphat was there. It said all of Judah was there. It said they all came to Jerusalem. They were before the temple praying. And you see, when you're faced with trials and tribulations, turn to God and ask him for guidance. And you see how God will act. Jahaziel. And, and I looked up this man. I want to know more about this man. He said he was son of Zechariah. No, it's not son of Zechariah the prophet. He's just another Zechariah. I, I don't know who he was. But then it got interesting. He said he was a Levite. I said, all right, he, he's in the priest. He's in the leadership role of, of the church. Then he said he's the son of Asaph. Asaph. Who, who is Asaph? Who is this person? Then I find out. After more study, Asaph was the one that would lead them in singing psalms and praises to the Lord. You have seen that in the Psalms. These are from the Asphites, the sons of the Asphites. An Asphite, that means the son of Asaph, that they will sing praises to God. So God took one of the men that lead him in praise to tell Jehoshaphat and all of Jerusalem that the God whom you serve, the God whom you praise, heard your cry. Aren't you glad that in times that God has a covenant with you, that when you praise him, that when you bless him, that when you serve him, that he will speak back to you. And so Jehoshaphat stood up and told Jehoshaphat and all of Judah, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Matter of fact, God had to remind them again to let them know why. Because I will fight your battle. Tell somebody, God will fight your battles. Tell somebody else, God will fight 
your battles. I, I like this here. He said, though the enemy may be great, though your troubles may be big, but do you understand there's nothing bigger than me? I am God all by myself. I created the earth and the fullness thereof. Matter of fact, I made you and that ground they walking on, I made that. So there's nothing too hard for me. That trouble that's coming your way, don't worry about it. I will go before you because I will fight your battle. And then he got real good. God told him that you just go prepare yourself to fight. But all you got to do is just watch me give you victory. You see, people got to go to China to get them a goal. Imagine I could just mail it. I don't have to show up. I already got the goal. Imagine the presidential candidate telling you, I don't have to run. I'm going to be elected anyway. Imagine you just going to school telling the teacher, I won't show up. You're going to pass me anyway. Life doesn't always work that way. But when you turn to God, God can just make things just work on out. <laughs> can you see here? The doctor comes to tell you one thing. You just turn to God for another thing. And you tell the doctor, don't worry about it. God's going to work it out. The doctor comes back with a report. I don't know what has happened. You let him know. I do. God took care of the situation. Maybe you know a friend, or maybe you might have been there. You had a bill that was due, and you did not know what to do. Your friend comes and says, I'm able to help you out. But your friend <laughs> tells you, you don't have to do anything. God has already worked it out. Aren't you glad that while other people are trying to figure things out, God just tells you to sit. Stand still and watch me give you the victory. You see, when you turn to God for guidance, God will guide you to victory. He's not going to take you in the wrong direction. He's not going to take you where defeat is. <laughs> He's going to take you where the victory is. Because God is victorious. But I want you to follow these principles here. See how Jehoshaphat turned to God. In the New Living Translation, it said he begged God for guidance. You, too, need to turn to God for guidance. You need to fully come with him, depending that he will answer your prayer. And, and, and look here, Jehoshaphat showed it. He said, Lord, I don't know what to do, but I'm looking for you for help. Jehoshaphat firmly believed. Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat had faith. To believe that it was Hebrews 11 says that it's impossible to please God without faith. One must first believe that God is, and that he is a faithful rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. First, Jehoshaphat believed that God is. <laughs> he believed, he said, oh, Yahweh, Elohim. And what that means, he says, they, they, the, the Jews had a, a personal relationship with God. They called him by name. His, their name to him was Yahweh. That's like a child calling, having a personal relationship with their mother. You may know my mom as Jean, but I know her as mother. And so when I need something, I don't come up and say, oh, Jean, can you give me something to eat? I, I come and say, oh, mother, 
I, I, I need something to eat. And my mother, because of her great love and covenant with me as her child, she will meet my needs. Jehoshaphat realized that I'm not just going to any God. I'm not just going to any person. But, oh, Lord, my God, I believe you are sovereign all by yourself. And, Lord, I do believe you are more than able than meeting our needs. So much so, Lord, we have gathered here together in this place. And then when he heard the response of God, now after he prayed to God, he bowed down and said he bowed down so close to the ground. His face was on the ground. Have you ever been there before that you just could not do nothing else but just bow down and put your face on the ground to worship God because he heard your prayer? He just said, oh God. They just bowed down and worshipped him. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Verse 18 says, Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. You see that there? When you pray to God, come there with humble submission, asking God for guidance. Then be willing to accept his instructions and bow down and worship him for speaking back to you. Just worship him talking back to you. Just worship him for just being God all by himself. Just worship him. And then, after they worship him, then they got him to do what God told them to do. Now, look at this. God told them to go face their enemy. When God answers your prayer, you have to be willing to follow his instructions. Jehoshaphat had faith enough. To believe that God will do what he said he's going to do. God told him, told him and them that I will go before you and fight your battles. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we will go face them tomorrow. So he said early that morning, they got him and got ready. But what I like to see here, that on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped them. He stopped and Look at verse 21. So after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. Singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. You can look at Psalm 136 and you see that refrain in it. His faithful love endures forever. They went praising God to the battle. That went over somebody's head. They went praising God to the battle. That might get somebody on the way home. I, 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 I don't know. See, see, they got ready to fight, but instead of putting the army in front, he put people with no weapons, people with no spears, people with no armor, people who are led who are leading worship in the temple, he put them in front of this mighty army as they were going to face a vast army. Why? Because he believed that God was going to deliver him. I was at a witness here right now. Some of us go trying to fight our own battles, thinking that God's not going to be there to help me out. I know what he said, but I know what I can do. But Jehoshaphat realized, look here, I don't have faith in my army. I have faith in my God. So I'm going to go blessing him all the way. Some of us have trying jobs. Go blessing God all the way to your job. Some of y'all might have trouble in your house. 
after you leave your job. Bless God on the way back to your home. Some of y'all have trouble in your own house. All by yourself like me. I just go bless the Lord all the way back to my house. You see here, whatever you're facing, just bless the Lord. Whatever you're going through, just bless the Lord. No matter what's going to come your way, you go ahead and face it doing what? Blessing the Lord. Why? Because his love endures forever. Jehoshaphat realized that, look here, God said it, I believe it. And since he said it, I believe it. And because I believe it, I'm going to sow it. And what we're going to do, we're going to go all the way. Blessing the Lord. And you see what happened while they were blessing the Lord? Verse 22 says, at that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord calls on armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. I, I wish somebody would catch that real quick. Do you understand here? When you just go ahead and just bless God, when you go ahead and just praise God, when you go ahead and just thank God for the victory, it's amazing how while you're trying to figure stuff out, God is already working it out. So go ahead and just bless them now and stop stressing over it. Stop worrying about it. Just go ahead and bless the Lord. You see here, God told them why to see the victory but by the, while they were praising him and on their way to see the army, God has already caused confusion amongst the camp. That Moab and, and Mount Seir started fighting one another. And then after they killed one, they killed the other. And all that Judah had to do was just show up. That, you may not get you on your way home. There. But, but for some of y'all that need a little help, I'll help you out again. All they had to do was just show up. Maybe the, I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. All they had to do was just show up. See, God makes things so simple. All you have to do is show up. And one thing I know about my God, he showing up will show out. Because when they showed up, Willing to face this vast army. Willing to face this vast enemy. A lot of us are facing some big problems in our lives. They may be health problems. They may be financial problems. They may be emotional problems. Relationship problems. They may be some physical problems. But either way, the problem you're facing, just show up with God. Because when you show up with God... You can sit back and watch the victory. Aren't you glad that you can see the victory? It, it, you see it here in the Old Testament, in this covenant here that God had with his people. But even now, we have a covenant with God through Jesus. Now, all we have to do is show up. We sing a song here at Zion, at the cross, at the cross. Where I first saw the light. It was there by faith I received by sight. See, see, when they showed up at that place where the enemy was to be, they saw what they believed they were going to see. <laughs> they saw victory in front of them. Did not one lift up a sword? Did not one lift up a spear? 
did not one lift up a bow. All they said when they got there, they saw heaps upon heaps upon heaps of bodies. And we saw how vast the army was because how big the army of Judah was, it took them three days. Three days. Three days to pick up the booty, the splendor, and the treasures, all that was left behind. And then on the fourth day, while they were there in the valley, in the low place, they were at a high moment. <laughs> so they called that valley the Valley of Barak, the Valley of Blessing. Why? Because they took the time to bless the Lord. Another principle to add on, not only when you're in times of trouble, pray to God, earnestly seek him, to worship him and praise him, then take the time to bless him after the victory. Some of us are moving on in life and we've forgotten what God has done for us. See, today is August 24th, but tomorrow means special to me because on that day, some of y'all remember, was a vote going on. <laughs> and God blessed me with favor to be here at Zion. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me, but God gave me the victory. All I had to do was sit back and watch with God. I have a witness here, my little baby brother and my friend Ma. We went out bowling that night. We were playing video games that night. We were just blessing God. I wasn't complaining. I wasn't worrying about anything. And I was ready to pray and give God the victory when I got the phone call. Because I already believed in God. His will will be done. I was ready to accept it. Some of us can look back on some days in our lives. Uh, I was in a car accident on that day, but I walked away with just some scrapes and some bruises. Uh, I was in the hospital with some heart issues, but I'm walking out now. I may have a pacemaker, but my heart is on God's pace. Do I have a witness here? I might have gone in to the hospital on this day. The doctor told me it does not look good, uh, but I'm looking good right now. Uh, can you take the time to bless God when you're in that low valley? Can you take the time to bless God while you're in the low place? Because uh, he'll take you higher. He'll take you higher because the victory belongs to him. Just at the time when Jesus was at the cross, it looked like a time that Christ has been defeated. The disciples felt defeated. The man they love is hanging on the cross. Then they see him breathe his last breath. And then they said, well, we got to find a place to bury him. But a rich man had a tomb, so he went into a, bar, uh, to, into a borrowed tomb. Wasn't his tomb, a borrowed tomb. They laid his body there. The, 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 the Pharisees and the Sadducees and Romans heard that he said he's going to get up again on the third day. So they said that disciples might try to steal his body away, so we're going to put a stone to block him. But I'm glad that Jesus told him before that said in three days... <laughs> I will rise again. And you see here, the disciples didn't have to move the stone. The disciples didn't have to get there early to sneak out the body. All they had to do was sit there and watch the Lord's victory. Oh, sin, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Aren't you glad that Jesus defeated death right before us? Aren't you glad that Jesus defeated sin right before us? So what does that mean to me? That means that I no longer have to be a slave to sin. Those issues you're dealing with, 
They have no power over you because Jesus Christ has given us liberty. Who the Son says free is free. Indeed, all you got to do is just try some new things. If you haven't tried the Lord, try him today. And I guarantee uh, you'll be able to testify that he can give you a peace that transcends all understanding. You will be able to say, Jesus, you are my joy. You are the center of my heart. You are all my source of my contentment. You will, you will realize that he will give you everything that you need. You're facing big problems in your life. Yes, they're big. Somebody came and told you you're having a big problem, like a mission came and told Jehoshaphat. But be like Jehoshaphat. Turn to God. Lord, I don't know what to do. But I'm looking to you for help. Aren't you glad that by faith we can turn to a God who's more than able to meet us at our needs? That we too can celebrate on the fourth day <laughs> and bless his name. But before that fourth day, we can reap the benefit of just being obedient to him. God wants to bless you. But he's looking for you to be obedient to him. God is waiting for you to turn to him and trust him more than you trust anything and everybody else. Remove those idols and start trusting him now. So when you face those trials and those tests, you'll be already ready and battle-tested and pre-prepared. Because when those emergencies come, God won't be a just-in-case, but it'll be an on-time God. Because God responds never early, never late, but on time.